be back on the show as Claire Lopez by popular demand. Well, actually, I was going to have you back on anyway, but clearly everyone enjoys having you on. And I watched one of someone uh, after you were on last week, someone commented uh, about a Club K missile system. And I looked at that. I looked at that last night. Um, and that will be another episode for another time. But today we're going to, or we, you are going to talk about the red, uh, red, black, green access, correct? All right. Sounds good. And, uh, of course, glad to be back with you. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. And for everybody, all the new listeners, um, Claire, you worked in the CIA for, for uh, introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Sure. So uh, I am Claire Lopez. Um, I am the founder and president of Lopez Liberty LLC, just now one year old. Still working on a website, by the way. That's coming. Um, But I began my career after grad school um, with 20 years uh, in the DO uh, of the CIA, uh, working uh, the Russia target. Um, After that, I did uh, contracting with a number of federal contracting companies, Uh, And then gravitated to the think tank world um, in Washington, D.C., and but always focused on national security issues. Um, Russia in my early years, obviously, uh, after 9-11, though, uh, my focus shifted to the Middle East and a focus on um, Iran, of course, because uh, it was the uh, the director and the, uh, you know, the the instigator of uh, the 9-11 attacks together with the Saudis, Taliban and Al-Qaeda and, and of course, Hezbollah. Um, and uh, then broadened out really in the last year um, to do a bit of a deep dive on China, which had never been a focus of mine before, but it is now. Um, but But always national security issues and then bringing it back home. Um, you know, to our target, uh, our, our topic for today, uh, the red, black, green axis. Uh, I've been speaking to many different groups um, about uh, the communist, Marxist, Leninist, Maoist uh, revolution uh, that is attempting to topple our constitutional republic right now. And that is very much backed by uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Do you think, and this is, I mean, oh, by the way, last week's episode um, that was just not planned, but we ended up talking about COVID, that was, uh, that was banned from uh, Facebook for uh, oh inciting disinformation and propagating violence, which I was unaware that we did, but apparently we did. So I guess hats off to us. I don't know. But, uh, um, no, I, I, we would never, never. instigate violence. Never. Uh, of all ne- things, not. Never. No. I thought we were just discussing topics <clears throat> like free citizens, but apparently not. But... What all? What aspects do you think that the CCP are are infiltrating the U.S. right now? Is it the same old, you know, we all have operations in other countries, or in my opinion, do you think that they have uh, sown their seeds deep within the U.S. government and they are now enacting change from within? Well, I'll, I'll point us all in the direction um, of a speech that was given uh, not so long ago. It might have been. Uh, late 2020, early 21. Um, And uh, it was by, I I don't know if I mentioned this last time, a dean uh, at the Renmin University of China. Mm -hmm. And his name was uh, Dio Daosheng. And uh, he 
was speaking to a large audience uh, in in an auditorium. It looked like it might have been at, at at the university. He's up on the stage with a microphone. The speech itself is is professionally filmed. It's not somebody's cell phone camera. It's professionally filmed. It was meant to get out. And um, what he said in the speech was that uh, for a very long time, he meant decades, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, worked to infiltrate American institutions. And that means academia through such things, of course, as the Confucius Institutes, um, but also uh, industry and business uh, by co-opting them to um, or tempting them to contracts in the great big market that China is, you know, 1.4 plus billion people there, very tempting um, industry and business. Uh, Wall Street, he specifically mentioned uh, inroads into Wall Street. And then obviously, um, every level of our government from, you know, the lowest uh, local level, look at an Eric Swalwell, uh, recruited while he was um, at um, the city council level in California. Now, where does he sit? On the intelligence committee of uh, the House of Representatives. So uh, all of those institutions were penetrated over a period of many years. Uh, we can think about, uh, for example, um, uh, the long march through the institutions attributed to the Italian um, communist Antonio Gramsci, right? Um, took a long time. They were patient about it, but very methodical. And at this point, they have infiltrated all of those institutions, and we are very much um, under threat uh, from within by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, more recently now, of course, there are demonstrable open uh, connections to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last time or not, but uh, for example, uh, we know that the Black Lives Matter movement was founded by three African-American self-avowed Marxist women, uh, Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, and Patrice Cullors. Um, and um, Alicia Garza in particular oversees a, a broad network of affiliated organizations. So Black Lives Matter is a movement um, it's a network of groups. It's not just one group. Uh, although it was founded by these three, it's it's you know broadened, spanned out to to be a whole network of groups. Well, one of those groups that Alicia Garza manages is called Black Futures Lab. Now, Black Futures Lab has a website, and uh, you can go to it. And if you click on the donate button, um, at least uh, when I went there some time ago, weeks ago. Uh, that that donate button will take you to another page of the Black Lives or Black Futures Lab website, and there on that page it says quite explicitly, Black Futures Lab is a fiscal project project of the Chinese Progressive Association. Well, what is the Chinese Progressive Association? We learn from Trevor Loudon, to whom um, I, I would recommend all of your audience to look up Trevor Loudon, L-O-U-D-O-N, uh, we learned that, that that Chinese Progressive Association is a front group for the Chinese Communist Party. So there right there is one at least demonstrable direct link um, between the Chinese Communist Party and the Black Lives Matter movement. So yes, a uh, long way of saying um, the CCP is uh, deeply uh, embedded 
uh, in in many of our national institutions. That's so they have a paramilitary arm in the United States, and what is? And- well, I wouldn't call it paramilitary. No, um, it, it's more of an intelligence operation. It's influence operations. It's co-option, penetration. Uh, but not paramilitary, no. Okay, okay. Uh, that that was a, that was an, a jump I made, um, just thinking of of riots in in twenty twenty, uh, physical bullying, physical uh, threat of physical violence. Um, that's where I made the jump, paramilitary. But well, that's the Black Lives Matter movement, not the Chinese per se. Um, but I can give you another example if if you'd do. like. One. Please do. So we may recall that back, I think it was 2019, when then Secretary of State Mike Pompeo closed the Houston consulate Mm -hmm. of the Chinese government. And the reasons given were that they were um, uh, engaging in uh, activities not compatible with their diplomatic status, as the language goes. They were engaging in espionage and um, intellectual property theft in the Houston area, which is a very high tech uh, area of Texas. And uh, those those things are true. They were doing those things and they should have been closed down for that. But uh, according to Radio Free Asia, um, a a website um, that unfortunately affiliated with Voice of America that apparently is getting the hatchet from the Biden uh, team. But in any case, uh, according to that website, um, back earlier um, uh, in 2019, uh, maybe early uh, 2020, the um, probably in 2020 is what I should say in 20. Uh, uh, 2020, but 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 dating back. I mean, this is when it became published, is what I mean to say. It was published then, but dating back, what happened uh, is that the uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, sent an undercover unit of the People's Liberation Army to the Houston consulate under diplomatic cover, and there, their their mission, their job was to compile uh, using AI techniques. Uh, compile a list of Americans um, they thought would be susceptible to uh, the rhetoric, uh, to to the, um, uh, the 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 memes and the narratives of revolution, of communist revolution. Um, and eventually, as time went on, that they would be uh, amenable to hitting the streets uh, for revolution for uh, communism. And they compiled the list. And then they created TikTok videos. Uh, TikTok, of course, is an AI collection platform for the Chinese Communist Party. I, I hope all listeners and the kids in your families all know that you never, ever, ever click or open on a TikTok video. I never. Uh, but then they pushed out their messaging um, out of the Houston consulate, uh, pushed it out uh, using. TikTok videos on how to uh, riot in the streets. And uh, that was another reason that that consulate got closed. And again, I'm, I'm forgetting exactly which year. It must have been in 2020 that it was closed. I think it was. Yeah, be, not 2019, because it's 2020 when the rioting, um, you know, engulfed our city. So apologize for, for that mix up there. But 2020, let's say, um, and that's uh, part of the influence operations that the CCP um, was conducting uh, here in America and out of that Houston consulate. Now, uh, 
the the the, the Beijing uh, regime has consulates in more than just one place, Houston. Um, they of course have the main embassy uh, in Washington D.C. They've got a United Nations mission in New York City, and then they used to have five other consulates around the United States in New York City. That would be in addition to the UN mission. So New York City, um, Houston, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. So now minus one, they've got four left, including the two in in, in California, uh, where arguably um, much more of this kind of subversive, uh, subversive activity is carried out. But they remain open in San Francisco and Los Angeles um, up until now. Can't see that that'll change in the near future now. So let's let's just let's jump to the let's jump to the the taboo that is the the big tech verboten topic. Was the twenty twenty election stolen, and if so, did the CCP have a hand in it? Well, if you think about um, you know how. Uh, the CCP was involved um, in these street riots, you know, fomenting, encouraging, instigating them. That certainly played a role uh, in, in the state of the nation come last November 2020. So that, that was certainly an influence. But if you mean uh, in terms of uh, ballot harvesting, um illicit ballots um you know uh, the dominion voting machines and 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 associated software uh the wheeling in of of uh, thousands upon thousands of ballots in the middle of the night in contested districts um the one connection uh to to china that that i have seen reported is this um, and that is, I think you can probably find this at um, Gateway Pundit, maybe some other places too. Uh, but this is what I read, that um, in Fulton County, Georgia, um, there were uh, tens of thousands, of course, of, of ballots uh, that miraculously appeared in the middle of the night. It happened in other places too, but that county, which includes Atlanta, Georgia, was one of them. And um, in the aftermath of the election, um, ballots were uh, ordered to be, the paper ballots, that is, were ordered to be preserved and, and collected and made available for inspection. Uh, and that's in addition to any inspection on the machines themselves, the tabulator machines or the servers, uh, Dominion servers and so forth. This is the paper ballots. Well, what happened then is that um, in Fulton County anyway, um, many, many thousands of pounds of ballots, uh, instead of being preserved and turned over for inspection, um, were loaded onto uh, trucks for shredding. They called in these uh, these shredder companies, shredder trucks that will shred on the spot. You feed you feed the uh, the paper in, and they shred right there. And um, apparently, law enforcement was alerted to this ongoing activity. This was taking place in November last year, twenty twenty. Uh, local law enforcement apparently was alerted to this sh- these shenanigans, came on the scene. 
um, most everything had been shredded already, but according to the reports I read and heard, some ballots uh, kind of stuck to the side of the interior of the truck. They didn't get mm-hmm. through the shredding machine. And so there were not only uh, paper ballots that somehow were preserved whole, uh, but also some shipping labels from China. Jesus paper, paper shipping labels from China stuck to the side of the, the vehicles in inside and they hadn't gone through the shredding. Uh, as I understand it, those documents were uh, removed from the truck and preserved. I do not know exactly what happened to them after that, but that is one report. Well, for just as a side note, Claire, I can't wait to uh, to occupy a cell with you in a gulag when we are both thrown away for for discussing for discussing wrong think. But so, regardless of China, so let's just chop off China from that earlier question. Was the 2020 election stolen? Because I'm I'm very I, I'm trying to be very self aware. I can't I can't laugh at my liberal friends for four years about thinking that Trump is Russian. I can't then turn and start beating the drums myself. It was China. It's China. I'm trying very hard to look at it as, do I think the election was stolen or are these my own biases that don't want me to just kind of take the loss on the chin? I'm okay with taking a loss. It sucks, but you get better. You come back the next day. You come back the next election and try harder. My gut feeling is that what I watched live on TV, all those states pausing in the middle of the night, is that something fishy happened and there are massive implications for that because it's not just we'll, we'll get them next time was the actual electoral process subverted and sabotaged in which case is there not a duly elected president right now well uh, a great many people um, are now very doubtful um, about the legitimacy of that election and for any of you all that watched for example the proceedings in in the different legislatures mm-hmm. Arizona held hearings, uh, Michigan did, let's see, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and I think Wisconsin. I didn't get to see all of them, but I watched a lot of it, um, in which um, if you did watch, you saw a lot of experts of different kinds, um, mathematical experts, experts in uh, probability uh, and statistics, uh, experts uh, in such things as uh, the actual uh, machinery, the as I said before, the servers, the tabulators use Dominion software, and so forth. Uh, and you heard their testimony, um, and uh, that testimony was voluminous. In addition to how many thousands upon thousands of sworn signed affidavits from ordinary citizens um, who had seen some part of the process. Uh, that 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 made them concerned and and want to step forward to give their testimony, and they did by the thousands. So you look at all of that. You look at uh, the the lawsuits that have been brought in different states, and some, by the way, are still wending their way through courts. Now, unfortunately, it seems that many of our courts, on up to the Supreme Court, wanted nothing to do with any of this. And without even hearing uh, the evidence 
uh, in testimony brought before them, they dismissed a lot of cases. Um, in my opinion, uh, that's evidence of rank cowardice, uh, if not complicity. Um, but let's watch the remaining cases that are making their way. Uh, but I, I, I can't disagree with you, um, Tommy, that an awful lot of Americans um, have had their confidence in our electoral electoral process shaken to the core. Yeah, and it's and I and I've I've said this a million times. Anyone that regularly listens know this. I voted for Obama when I was eighteen. I was pre med in college. I voted for Romney. I didn't want Obamacare. I lost a brother to suicide in twenty fourteen, so I voted for Bernie in the primaries in twenty sixteen. I wanted mental health care for all. I didn't vote in the final election. Then in twenty twenty I voted for Trump. I'm thirty years old. I've voted on both sides of the aisle two times. Um so to those that may turn off their brain to uh, this is just this is just a white guy with blue eyes in front of an american flag he's a nazi yeah i've heard it all a million times before right is that no like i'm i'm hey obama won in in, in when i was 18 yeah he won romney lost i was furious Medi- uh, obamacare is going to destroy the profession blah 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 but you know what 72 hours go by and you go hey i'm in a country that's it's not tommy country it's a country of 300 million there was an election your guy didn't win respect the institution 2016 the guy i wanted bernie to be the the candidate he didn't get it hey you take it on the chin whatever i'm okay with that it sucks but i'm okay with that what i'm not okay with is was it was it stolen was it taken away and i and i know this wasn't supposed to be the topic of the podcast but something that like it's a splinter in my brain and i and i can't i can't remove it because it's hey he won dude stop freaking out about it it's well no hold on it's because I look at things, I look at like unrestricted warfare, I look at the warring states period, I look at the entire Chinese doctrine. And the analogy I always use is, if you wanted to break, if you wanted to destroy NORAD, the nuclear hardened bunker in Cheyenne Mountain, well, if even a nuclear weapon can't do it, you and some friends with a block of C4 can't do it. But there's an easier way to do it. Find someone that has an access key and kidnap them and take their access key. And they can go within, they can destroy it from within. The Chinese know they can't take on the U.S. military. Nobody can. It's it's the greatest fighting force in the history of the world. It's not an opinion. That's just an objective fact. There's a much easier way to do it. We just so happen to have our, our president is the also the commander-in-chief. There's a much easier way to take down the U.S. military, and it's from getting to the top and then legislating down. That's my fear, is it's not... Maybe it is my own cognitive dissonance. Maybe it's, hey, man, Trump lost. Get over it. Maybe it is. I'm very open to that. And I, I wish it was. I wish I wish that I truly believed Biden won because I'd be like, that sucks. OK, whatever. It's the next time to the next election. To me, it seems that we witnessed a soft coup. And and I can't shake that. I can't. You hear people saying, well, you know what? All those all those Republicans that didn't side with Trump, they're all going to be primaried in 2022 with what through dominion like primary what it's you know it's it's not going to happen how is it going to happen it's not going to it's just not going to work so it's just it seems like it was stolen and 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 i'm desperately searching for information to tell me otherwise because i i will be happy if trump just lost okay like he lost but it it seems like there's been a subversive element Regardless if it was China, regardless if it was Madagascar, who cares? It wasn't natural. And it's just, and then even creepier is, is it went up all, when you see none of these cases or none of these courts take it. Well, now it's like, 
have all the courts been is it just cowardice as you said or is it worse uh, have they been infiltrated by the ccp are we just witnessing a takeover decades in the making and now it's too late is it it's well let's let's back up a little bit and and i really i hate to burst your bernie bubble yeah um but uh there are a couple other things that folks might have a look at if they have the time and and uh, the inclination one of them is the communist manifesto mm-hmm. uh written in 1848 by Karl marx and friedrich engels um and it uh lists right in the middle of uh the, the manuscript it's it's not very long um, it's it's an easy, quick read, of course, in English. Um, but they list the objectives of communism, which include abolish all private property, nationalize the banks, um, take over all means of communication. This is spelled out in these many words in the Communist Manifesto of 1848. Now, a little heavier reading, um, and that, that goes back to last year in 2020, and it's something called the, um, uh, let's see, the, the uh, uh, it's it come to be known as the Bernie Biden manifesto. That, that's its sort of nickname that Trump used to use. But it was a, uh, a task force of recommendations. The un- I think the Unity Task Force Recommendations is the formal name of it. 19 recommendations. You can find that in... Uh, wasn't it wasn't it called like 19 19 recommend or some i think no it's way more than 19 uh, it's 110 pages first of all which i've read uh, so each each part of that there were it was laid out in sections right so there was a section on education and a section on the economy and a section on healthcare and so forth uh, and each section had its own little team its own little task force um, of of writers of, of those who who drafted that part of the document, and if you want to know who's running the Democrat Party today, go have a look at that document. Not just for its content, yes, its content, but for those who drafted the sections. Um, no, it was not Joe Biden, uh, but absolutely Bernie Sanders had a part in it. Other party leadership, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren and, and, and others had parts in those different sections, right? One more document last year as well, and that's the 2020 Democrat Party uh, national platform. And uh, that mercifully came down to only uh, 45 pages, was distilled from the larger uh, unity task force of recommendations. Um, but now take the Communist Manifesto Take the Unity Task Force, uh, Bernie Biden Manifesto, and take the Democrat Party 2020 platform. Lay them side by side. You don't even have to read the whole things. Just skim them. Lay them side by side. And after you do that, you tell me if there's a hair's breadth of difference among them. I will tell you there is not. Everything from the Communist Manifesto was expanded into the Bernie Biden manifesto. That's why Trump called it that. And then eventually uh, the Democrat Party platform. It is pure communism for, for, that they intend and are attempting to foist upon this country. For, for the record, when you said burst your Bernie bubble, 
I felt like an idiot within like six months of voting for him in the primary. <laughs> just for the record, this isn't some like, and this has been four it's years okay. now where I'm just like, but the point is, is the reason I bring it up is I'm embarrassed to have voted for him. But the reason why I bring it up is, well, one, personally, just personal growth. I try to own everything I've done. But two is also I try to point to that to just say I'm not lockstep one or the other. The fact that I voted for him shows that I'm not this lockstep, you know, Republican. And before that, Romney, before that, Obama. So mm-hmm. the point mm-hmm. of me always bringing that up is my sort of like, this isn't me, you know, a conservative that just can't take a loss is I try to say it as like I've I've been an idiot. I've been on both sides. But the point is, is, is my is my worry is is bipartisan. And it it seems yeah. like that's what they're doing, though. Right. Well, it's, and I mean, you know, you know, the old saying, right. If you're not a liberal when, when you're, you're young, young, you don't have, have no a heart. heart. And later on, if you uh, if you uh, are not a conservative, you have no brain. Oh yeah. So you're you're doing fine. You're you're well on your way. I'm developing good. That's well. That's all I want is as long as I'm growing. But but I mean, but we see it right now, right? And and it always starts with with just a little, right? We see got to get rid of Alex Jones for Sandy Hook. Everyone's "Eh, okay, sure. You got to get rid of Milo, but okay. But then it just done, 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 and now it's left, right, left. Yesterday, I saw something. I saw um, uh, a, a Twitter account banned because someone posted something that was uh, uh, what was it? Circulated disinformation about NATO. Now, 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 that was a first. I had never seen that before. That it was always election fraud. But there was a new Twitter banner about uh, circulating misinformation about NATO. But the point is, is the, it doesn't matter if it's NATO or it's about your grandma's garlic bread recipe. The point is, is they are moving acceptance to what is okay, and it's banning. Well, and that is number. Um, I'm going to grab yeah. my communism. Yeah, my little manifesto over here. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, number six in this list of 10 that I mentioned, you know, uh, number six is centralization of the means of communication in the hands of the state. That's what it says. Yeah, big tech. Now, the fact that the, the big tech companies are the stalking horse for our central government was not something possible to to have been foreseen by our founding fathers when they wrote the declaration and the constitution and bill of rights they they couldn't have possibly foreseen big tech but that's what we've got right now big tech uh is is the uh, the cat's paw or the stalking horse uh for our centralized increasingly centralized authoritarian totalitarian uh, government mm-hmm. and it and it's becoming more and more the norm and it's becoming right. It, it's quiet. It's shadow banning, and it's you know if you don't like Twitter, make your own Twitter. So you make a parlor. Well, then you have AWS knock it off. I mean, not only is it are we going to control what you say, but don't you dare leave the realm in which you're allowed to talk. You have to talk within this platform, and you'll know whether or not you know. Well, actually, sorry, you well, won't know whether or not you've been shadow. No, because because what are they talking about now? Um, appointing at the White House. A reality song. Oh yeah. I mean, how much more 1984 Orwellian can you possibly get? Realities. I mean, it, 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 it's mine. But you know, okay, conspiracy theorist. But it's it's happening right now. So the point I have to the point I bring up is is this is is this is something that I always fall back on, and, and my brain can't really comprehend or compute the, the the level between the two. As much as I saw the election get stolen, and as sure as I am that my skin is white and that the sun's going to rise, I saw that happen. 
However, at the same time, I look at everything I've learned about or studied about the United States government during the Cold War from, from Truman through Reagan, the amount of contingency plans they had, the nuclear bunkers, the relocation arc, the secondary, tertiary, quaternary UHF systems to be able to launch our nukes, everything in between. They're so well prepared that when I see something like the 2020 election, part of me thinks, do I really think that the military industrial complex and the intelligence community, MIC and IC, do I really think that I know something? You know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, does nobody saw it, seen that the election was stolen and that, and that this is the beginning of a communist takeover and there's no more free elections? Whenever I find myself getting worked up about that, I think, do I really think that they didn't see it? And do I really think that they're just, oh, I guess the Chinese pulled a fast one on us, boys. We had a good run for 240 yeah, No, when, when I said that all of our institutions had been penetrated and co-opted, I mean all. So, okay. I mean the U.S. military as well. Oh, Look at what's going on in the curricula at, at the service academies, for example. Look at the curricula and what's being taught now uh, at the staff and command colleges. Look at what uh, General Lloyd Austin um uh just uh decreed from on high a what is it six weeks six months i forget stand down 100 day stand down oh okay 100 day stand down of the u.s military so they can address white supremacy white supremacy in the ranks i mean our enemies are just looking at us as if we've lost our minds and you know they never dreamed it could be so easy but this has been a long time in coming. And that was my point in bringing up, you know, the Communist Manifesto uh, and, and, and the 1917 revolution in Russia, the Frankfurt School coming to America. You know, all of these things have a very long lead time. This did not happen overnight, even though it may feel like it's collapsing upon us overnight. Um, it, the groundwork was, was laid uh, a long time ago. This has been a long time in coming. So the question then comes, is there a silver lining? Is there a no, there's no silver lining, but, but, but there is uh, something for us to do. We okay. citizen patriots. And that is go back to where the founders started, and that's at the local level. That means at your local patriotic group level. Uh, today, we have modern means of communication like radio that they didn't have then, social media, whatever we still can uh, avail ourselves of. Um, and uh, get back to that local level, the pulpits, um, and maybe, maybe yeah, the taverns. That, that's, that's where they met, right? Mm -hmm. And homes. Coffee houses. Um, but local patriotic citizen groups who get together to talk about the issues, to talk about new young candidates, perhaps, that they would like to get behind, uh, brief up and support for coming elections. Um, and, and then how to reach officials already in office, but don't forget the local level. I always emphasize this, meaning school board, library board, city council, and then, yeah, on up uh, to state legislature levels. Um, but, but work again at those levels um, to pursue policies, to emphasize policies uh, that, that, that we, the people, would like to see uh, emphasized, um, and that—that's how it has to happen uh, from the grassroots up. Because the, the the you know the saving of the republic is not going to happen 
inside the Beltway or on Capitol Hill. Just not. So, my question is this then. Are there no... Again, I look at someone like... I look at someone like Donald Trump, right? This is a like him or not, like Biden or not, like Hillary or not. These are they're intelligent people. He knows everything that you and I are saying right now. If if let's well let's 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 assume that let's take that assumption. If he knew all of this and he's watching with access to intelligence uh, sources and feeds that I certainly don't have, and he watched this happen and he's watching a communist coup happen, I feel like, at least if I was in office, I would say, like, no. Like, I'll, I'll surround the military, around the White House. Uh, uh, hold, hold. I mean, hold right there. Okay. Um, I think we must not assume that he had all of this intelligence feeding to him. Okay. I, I think that's that's a mistake to assume that. I think they were infiltrated. He was not necessarily getting all the information that we now have seen or heard about uh, at the time in a timely manner. He simply was not. So are there no, and maybe this is because I am, as I get told this a lot, I mean, I am admittedly uh, uh, naively optimistic. It's kind of the only way I managed to kind of keep going every day. I mean, again, not to pull it back, but after my brother's suicide, eventually I found, I was like, if I don't stay like supremely optimistic, I'm going to end up killing myself. So that's how I stay optimistic. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it maybe doesn't, maybe it's not a good carryover into geopolitics and communism and the technocratic socialists and Marxists. Are there no, are there no people like yourself or myself Oh, yes. Still within the upper echelons that are having this conversation yes, probably yes, off yes. the grid and going, how do we, you know, I have my podcast and I'll, I'll die on this hill trying to spread the word and trying to uh, pass information about what's going on in the world. But are there no guys in the, the upper echelons? There are a few. Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. And and we can name some of them, a Jim Jordan, a Matt Gates, a Louis Gohmert. Uh, and I don't want to be leaving people out, a Marsha sure. uh, uh, Washburn, uh, Blackburn, Marsha Blackburn out of Tennessee. Um, governors like DeSantis in Florida, uh, Christy Nome in South Dakota. Yes, there are wonderful leaders, conservative, uh, patriotic um, leaders. Yes, but that's not what's going to save us. Okay. Now, Governor DeSantis may very well be able to save Florida, and Governor uh, Nome may very well be able to save South Dakota. But if you're talking about save the republic, save the constitutional republic, that's got to be the grassroots. Okay. That's got to be us, okay. we the people. Is that, So there's no way, I'm just thinking, at what point would they not just declare all-out war on China? Or have Who? we been exactly? So have we been infiltrated so much that who's going to declare war? They're sympathized. They're sympathized. Well, I mean, the power to declare war rests with the Congress, and they're all infiltrated. So I mean, but do we really want to declare war on China, or do we want to implement measures like, for example, separating our supply chain mm-hmm. uh, from products made in China and particularly made by slave labor in China. Foxconn. Uh, and that's a business and an industrial thing that needs to be encouraged maybe with tax breaks, for example. 
uh, by Congress, legislation that offers tax breaks to uh, relocate um, supply chains elsewhere, bring it back home for, for you know, at-home manufacturing, those kinds of things. Um, do we need to uh, impress upon the leadership of our academic institutions like universities that having a Confucius Institute on campus uh, and having professors who hide and conceal their financial uh, relationships with the CCP is, is not a very good idea. Um, should we be working together to impress upon our public health um, uh, industry, our public health um, infrastructure in the, com- in the country, um, that working uh, directly with laboratories in China, like the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, is probably not a good idea. Um, This is not declaring war on China. This is taking common sense steps to separate ourselves from China, from influence from China. Do we really need to have well over 300,000 Chinese students in the United States studying at the higher echelons of our our, our, uh, universities, studying computer science, nuclear science, engineering, uh, different technologies, uh, and under the law of China, which obligates each and every one of them to share to steal information, to share information that they get while students here in the United States with the Ministry of State Security in China, their intelligence ministry. Is that a very good idea? These are the kinds of things that that we the people should be doing and can be doing. This is not declaring war on China. This is this is just common sense. But okay. But can it so which always brings me back to the election no efforts matter if there's not a fair election it doesn't matter if i get and i'm not trying to be like a, a ne- negative person but i mean let's say i go get into local politics i start going from the local level i start paying attention to the news i start doing all this what does it even matter if any position of okay. power is is, is gate kept by right. these machines so back to the local level at your district level at your county level and maybe state level um how about querying your elected officials do you have dominion hardware and or derivative software uh, in the system of this district of this county and if you do we the people want it taken out toot sweet before any next elections and and make sure that those local elected officials know uh, that there are many local citizen patriots behind that query and that if they ignore those citizens they will not have the support of those citizens in any kind of future campaign which again what would they care if they have support in a campaign if the campaign overwhelming numbers okay overwhelming numbers remember in the last election um how the algorithms got overwhelmed in the middle of the night that's why they stopped the count in those key battleground states right that's the reason they had to stop Mm -hmm. because the algorithms they'd already pre-programmed in got overwhelmed by the numbers of trump voters votes that's that's the answer 
overwhelming numbers. It's yeah, it's just it's just infuriating. I, it's and that's what I tell everyone that listens to this podcast is I have a very indirect way of 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 doing what I can. I try to get on bigger and bigger guests, more interesting guests because I think the more uh, interesting people I have on here, the more followers I get, the more subscribers I get, the more I can also bring up topics like this. So whereas I may have on a guy that swims with sharks and then have on a, a model and then whatever, things that have nothing to do with a CCP takeover of America. What happens though is it does increase the size of my audience to then allow me to go, I'm going to have on Claire Lopez and we're going to talk about the 2020 election. So it's it's yeah. like it's like getting to the Super Bowl halftime show by being a pretty face, but then getting up there and being like the election was stolen by subversive elements loaded of the CCP. It's a roundabout way. Well, so, I, I hope I fall into the pretty face category. Absolutely. I certainly don't. <laughs> it's, 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 but that's but that's how I go about this. So my way of doing anybody listening or Claire yourself is. Please, if you have anyone interesting, bring them to the podcast. Tell them to please come on, tommyspodcast at gmail.com. Because by growing it up in a different way, I can sort of attack it from a different angle. If you can't go well, through send, it, send me the link right. again, and uh, I'll push it out uh, as far as I can. Please do. And if if there's anyone you know from your time working in the CIA or even what you're doing now, anyone remotely that has any interest in anything, I can talk to anybody, please please ask them to do this podcast because it is it uh, people may roll their eyes but there is a direct effect to what i think down the road will lead to a bigger voice of people it's just not in a traditional channel if you get up and say i'm going to talk about the election and covid they'll shut you down if you grow a podcast through unconventional means and guests it allows you to trojan horse message once the platform gets large enough so that's my tactic right now and i hope it's working i don't know if it's working but i'm trying to make it work it's that again what i use is when people say tommy if you just shut up about the election and shut up about covid your podcast would be so much bigger you get so much more money my logic is this is is my grandfather's brother my great uncle rich rest in peace was 18 years old on omaha beach and d-day on normandy my burden is a lot less than his i have to get on a podcast and say some unfriendly terms or you know not be inclusive to gender fluid whatever that's my burden that's the that's the beach i have to storm it's pretty simple compared to actually storming a beach in normandy so i think it's pretty minimal and i asked everyone that's listening it's pretty minimal for you please if you know anyone interesting in your life please get them to come on the podcast leave a comment please email me tommy's podcast at gmail.com and claire to you as well Anyone interesting, anyone in that you know, please send them along to me because that's how I'm going to try to grow this podcast and that's how I'm going to try to circulate truth and at least while we still can post it on social media. Terrific. I think it's a great medium. And I especially like that it's a good medium uh, for you to reach um, perhaps a younger contingent because very often we'll find ourselves talking um, to, to a more mature audience. Mm -hmm. And uh, your age group, which is the age group of my daughter, um, is so important to reach. And uh, I think that's what you're doing. So um, I, I think, you know, good job. Thank you very much. Claire Lopez, any closing thoughts? Well, I'll just mention that uh, you may follow me at Claire M. Lopez on Twitter, 
Um, my name, Claire M. Lopez at Facebook also. Um, I write at Newsmax.com on my own blog there uh, occasionally. Uh, you can find me at Citizens Commission on National Security, American Truth Project with Barry Nussbaum, very important uh, platform also, and also with uh, Brandon Howes at Worldview Weekend. So all of those might be uh, of interest, but you can follow me and find me there. Thank okay. you very much. Yeah, I'll post all those links and everybody listening, I'll post all those links in the description, sticky in the top comment. And um, I know I kind of, not kind of, I completely derailed this conversation of the, the red, black, green access. <laughs> okay. So next we, time. we'll have to do a next time with that. And okay. I would still, and then the next, next time, I still want to do the K-Club missile system because I okay. listened to one of your interviews from last night and that was terrifying. I didn't, I legitimately didn't sleep well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think you are. I think that's the purpose of your, of your interview, which is good. Don't be sorry. I'm not trying to disrupt people's peaceful sleep, but um, yeah. I don't um, know. I feel like it's the that's the least of our problems. Pretty pretty serious topics to be sure. But thank you for covering them. Thanks for taking on the tough issues. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. It's a blast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you we'll so much. We'll catch you next Claire. time then. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. All right. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. God bless America. God bless America. <laughs>